Welcome to the Athlon Sports Cover 2 Podcast. Mitch Light, Braden Gall. Talking season part two. Lots to discuss with the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12 today on the show. We'll get to all those media events that took place over the course of the last week. You can follow him on Twitter, at Athlon Mitch, at Braden Gall. Um, and, of course, podcast at athlonsports.com is the email address. Please rate, review, and subscribe. That's how people find out that uh, maybe like we don't suck at our jobs. Um, Mitch. Is you- that, though? Seriously, like I don't. I don't find podcasts that way. Like, is that, do they get rated higher? I'm serious question. Absolutely. People find, why do you think that every time you hear anyone promoting a podcast, they say, please rate, review, subscribe. Right. So is that like when I go to my Apple podcast, if I do rate, review, subscribe. Okay. Well, you clearly don't want to have this conversation. I was serious question. No, like, so, so like when you go search, when I go to my, I use PodCruncher when I search all categories, sports or whatever, and they have a ranking, is that based on downloads or is that based on reviews? I always assumed it was based on downloads, like the most popular ones. So I'm a serious question. I think people read reviews to find out if they should subscribe to podcasts. Absolutely. You may not. Word of mouth. You you may not. Um, However, please, audience, (laughs) rate, review, and subscribe. That is how. I'm not telling you not to do it. It does get boosted based on on ratings. And, you know, occasionally we get a one-star rating. But mostly you guys are pretty awesome. So we do appreciate you. And you've been amazing at submitting um, your pleas. Applications. Applications. um, Case. Your case to be in our... Our uh, college fantasy uh, pothead um, football league, college fantasy football league this year. We will announce a few more on the show today. We've got another stack of submissions. You guys were great uh, as 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 usual. Um, so we'll pick a few more today. Um, here's the here's the thing though, Mitch. Uh, we also ha- we also will announce the the prize for winning the league. So um, you want to go ahead and do that now first? Yeah, I'm going to give you credit. It was your idea. I just figured inclusion into this prestigious league was enough. <laughs> but how humble of you? <laughs> yeah, the the uh, the grand prize winner, the who finishes first in the league, unless it's you or me. Um, yes, the highest ranking. Pod, oh, that, the highest ranking pothead. So if I finish first and you finish second, the number. Yes, number three will so get some, the someone will get this. The high, uh, highest ranking non. Athlon. host of this podcast okay. um <laughs> which is also basically a free a free athlon sports magazine for a year you so yep. start starting with our racing magazine college football my, fans my like fa- nascar my, right? my favorite one and then baseball <laughs> and then draft college pro football fantasy college basketball so basically for a year so you get like eight or nine magazines yeah that's almost like a hundred bucks so there you go the the, the highest ranking pothead which is what our audience is now officially, um, will get a sort of a year's subscription-ish type of deal for, for Athlon Sports. The number two highest ranking pothead will get a college football magazine next year. They um, will? Yeah, I just decided that. It's just, a, it's just a magazine. I think, I think second place deserves something. Okay. I think. Could be so. fourth place, though, in like a 14-team league. That's not... Well, I, while I appreciate your confidence in us... I, well, I have no confidence in me. I'm assuming that we are not going to win the league. Now I'm I'm coming I'm coming to beat you. Okay. Um, and since Steven Lassen is not in this league, That's I will good. I have a better chance to win because every stinking league I've been in, I've made it to the championship game and lost to Steven Lassen um, because he's like a like a super college football fantasy genius. So um, we'll give some more spots away. However, we did there was one issue we had with last week's um, winners. We did not set the parameters and we did not set the parameters so we're doing that today there was one member who wanted a spot in this prestigious league last week that person has not yet tweeted to us thanks or acknowledgement that he got into the league we are setting a parameter now that if you get announced on the podcast we're recording this on thursday if you get announced on the podcast you have until the next podcast to submit Hey, here's hey, thanks. I'm in, and reach out and contact us so we can get you into the league. We've got three of them. We got them into the league. Um, so I, now we're up to six. Yep, we had uh, Kyle Shass, Zachary Stevenson, and Ben Tannenbaum. I believe all got into the league. There was one other person that was given a, a spot in the league has not reached out to us. And you were going to mention his name. I said no. Let's make him listen to last week's pod. You're you're right. This person got in and has not reached out to us, which means you have one more week. If, and all the new winners this week, if you do not respond to us and reply and, and, and request, hey, 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 pick me, I'm in, thank you, uh, by next week, we're going to give your spot away. And, and there's no exceptions made, like no Ill, like I was in the hospital for 10 days. I had my phone. I looked at Twitter. I, I, I listened to podcasts in the hospital, so if no you, excuses. If you died, we'll, that'll be, that we'll, 
We'll put you in the league. Who needs in, to check the well? Memorial. What if? What if he he, he passed it down? Yeah, the yeah. spot in the pothead yeah. league. <laughs> um, so get like his his grandmother. Or so something. here here's the deal. So that means you need to put the put the put that earbud right put the earbud right in. Take it straight to the dome and join the pothead. That join the potheads leagues. So uh, we have three winners in. We have six spots. We've got eight to go. One is being reserved for last week's winner who has yet to contact us. If he does not do so. By next week's podcast, we will give that spot away. We'll have a couple more we'll give away at the end of the podcast today. However, Big Ten, ACC, Pac-12 Media Days. Um, we'll start with the Big Ten because I thought it was more interesting than the ACC, frankly. Uh, and, and we'll start with Jim Harbaugh. He was on with Tim Kawakami, who was of The Athletic. He was on a podcast. I listened to most of it. I don't know if you listened to it. I did not. He gave – he's just a fascinating human. Jim Harbaugh is a weird guy, and he gave really long, honest answers to almost every question. And one of them was about beating Ohio State. And he was like, listen, we're about accountability. I, you know, we've got to win that game. It's on us, the coaching staff, to get the team prepared. He took full responsibility for not beating Ohio State. It was a long answer to a question he knew was going to be there, right? And, and the follow-up from Tim Kawakami was something about Urban Meyer. And his – I don't have it in front of me directly. I'm not going to read the quote. But he basically said, the guy has a phenomenal record. He's an amazing coach. But everywhere he goes, controversy follows. It was the shortest answer he gave – in an hour-long interview. It was a sentence or two, and he clearly did not want to go any further. He did not want it to be stirred up. Well, it came out the, the days before, Big Ten Media Days. I, I just, it's, it's completely factual. He 0-4 against Ohio State is factual, but everything he said in that one or two sentences is factually correct. I don't understand what the big deal is. It's just surprising that he said it. it you just don't expect that from coaches. And with the whole thing we always talk about, we want these coaches to be interesting we want players to be interesting and then we were surprised when they say something that's honest I'm sure that every coach in the Big Ten thinks that every coach nationally you cannot deny that Urban Meyer is one of the best college coaches we've ever seen factually but you also can't deny that at you know I'm not going to go back to Utah and Bowling Green I don't think anything happened there at Florida and Ohio State there's there were controversies so I applaud him for saying it I'm surprised he said it it's right the problem he's just pointing out a fact though the, the, the problem is for coming from him it sounds like sour grapes if i'm the coach at indiana i'm like sure he's urban Meyer's great but you know what he's been in ohio state he's been in florida i could win there too and he leaves and there's controversy but when you're the coach at michigan and you haven't defeated him yet it comes across as sour grapes i agree with him i'm glad he said it urban Meyer is one of the best coaches ever but there's some baggage well and so i guess my question is because he didn't re- like he, in my opinion, he clearly did not want to talk about it. He answered, but he the, clearly wanted to say it because he probably. But he got out of it really quick. My point about explaining the whole context of the podcast is that he wanted to talk about stuff. Right. He spent an hour with Tim Kawakami talking about stuff and clearly did not want to talk about this. He pointed out fact in two sentences well, I think and he, moved he, on. Mission accomplished. He got it out there, but then, especially in a podcast setting, when you can just kind of keep anyone listens to us they know you just keep rambling and rambling you're going to get yourself in more trouble so he said what he needed to say he landed the plane and then moved on i thought right i thought it was very calculated and factually just a factual statement i did not think it was controversial i did not think it was it's controversial when jim harbaugh because everything he says is controversial takes a shot at the ohio state coach who hasn't beaten you can't deny it's it's not not the ohio state coach anymore he was the ohio state coach i I did not i'm not defending rationalizing anything i'm just saying I, I think it's your point clearly about it, controversial. I think your point about the Indiana coach saying it being less controversial. I think it's about Harbaugh. I don't think it's. Be, I think people right, right. Because I think Jim, because I think this our, our next topic is the the mental health thing that he kind of got himself into hot water for at Big Ten Media Days, which I I see all sides of. I I, I think people are too offended in general ac- across all sides of political spectrums or people spectrums or life spectrums, societal spectrums. I think everybody's far too sensitive. But young people and depression and, and those types of things are also very serious issues. I don't think Jim Harbaugh, when he was talking about transfers, was trying to, you know, really call attention to, like, hey, these are a bunch of young, again, there's a bunch of young babies who just transfer because they're sad and they miss mommy. Like, I don't think that's what he was, I don't think he was making light of mental health. I think it's when Jim Harbaugh says, any, Jim Harbaugh could say the sky is blue and people are going to think it's controversial. And I don't know if that's fair. He's... Or maybe life's not fair, and who cares? But it's he's at this stage because of what he's done and what he's said, too. Um, I think a lot of it's self-inflicted. 
that, mm. that he said a lot of weird things. You, you open this segment up by saying he's a weird guy. He is a weird it, guy. He is a weird guy. So he said a lot of things that, that cause us to react, and, and that's one of them. So the, the interesting thing was that you know, he's one of the few coaches that's come out publicly and said he, he believes kids should have a one-time transfer. And then, which makes his comments even more odd. And then, who's the kid who transferred to trying to transfer to Cincinnati? Comes out, his family comes out and says, "Well, they're trying to block my transfer." You know, so again, I applaud him for saying that. And but, like you just mentioned, everything he says is just it looked at with the yeah. microscope. Yeah. Again, I think my my stance on Harbaugh is always it's always been he's a very good football coach. He is overcovered, and therefore. We've spent the first ten minutes yeah. of this podcast talking about overhated, be- because he's overcovered, he's overexposed. He has it's dialed a vicious cycle. He has dialed that back in the next, last couple of years. Maybe, and this is where I'm going deep conspiracy dive here. Maybe he's feeling more comfortable saying things because he likes his team this year. That could be it. That could also be it. So I, I, we're just assuming stuff here. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. I I didn't really find it once I went back and listened to it in the real podcast. It did not come off as controversial to me at all. It was like, here's a statement of fact, and I don't want to talk about it, <laughs> is, is how I took it. Um, Jim Delaney is my next topic from the Big Ten. I, I, Jim Delaney is one of the smartest, most successful, most impressive, important, powerful men in the history of college football. His contributions are unbelievably important. He's basically the grandfather of the playoff. Um, why does he continually whine about the value of conference championships? and strength of schedule. What, does, does he really think the committee is not evaluating teams' entire schedules? Because his teams have routinely not gotten into the <laughs> college football playoff. So he's going to – I mean, I don't know. Sounds like you don't have an answer yeah, for – you know. He's just politic. Yeah, I, I, I personally – these you know, I don't attend um, these uh, media days. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. I know you cover them more because of your, your, your daily radio job, and maybe I should pay more I've attention. Been to, I've been to the Big Ten. I know. I've been it. to the SEC in the past, but like the, what the conference commissioner – I just tune them out. Like I just don't care what they say because <laughs> they're always politic. It, it's funny. Like, I mean, Does that make sense at all? Like, uh, that's true, but they, they, the, the commissioners – I mean, there's some news sometimes. Greg Sankey, there's always like when he drops one bit, big news. But the like, commissioners tend to announce new rules and officiating yeah. maybe things. Maybe that's not fair. I just I – just, Actually, it's, it's interesting you say that. I tune out the coaches. Um, especially at SEC, which was my complaint last week on the podcast. I think I think all the coaches at every other league are far more fun to talk with because they're more laid back and they don't take the whole thing so stinking seriously like the SEC does. Um, and, like Pat Fitzgerald, I've been up there where you can just sit down and have a 20-minute conversation with Pat Fitzgerald if you want to, and he'll talk to you about whatever, and it's the access is just awesome. Right. Well, so, going back to that, though, it's clear. I mean, Greg Sankey's not complaining about things like that because because he has no problems getting teams into the college football playoff. It, it, it and Barry Alvarez's They're comments, all self-serving. right? Of course they are. And Barry Alvarez's comments from the meetings in the spring where he said, "I, I think everyone should be included." Like it just it just reeks of being soft. And this ties in with James Franklin's comments and a lot of stuff coming out of Big Ten media days about realignment, which I think is stupid in general because you cannot you cannot sort of. Um, you cannot create parity. You cannot create balance because every team and program goes in cycles, right? With I mean, the SEC, the East was dominant for a decade right. in the West. And he, I want so uh, I don't think. So here's the thing, though, because I want to tie them all together yeah. real quick, real quickly here. Jim Delaney saying the conference. Cha- first of all, conference champion doesn't just because you regionally are the best team in one region of the country, whether that's the South or the West or the North, doesn't make you one of the four best teams. I don't know why that's hard to understand. I don't understand why people think a conference championship should should matter. Your nine-game schedule, of course it matters. I, I don't know why Jim Delaney's complaining about that. The Pac-12 doesn't complain about it. The Big 12 doesn't complain about it. They've been left out. But, again, the committee takes into account every game you played. Here's what's ironic about all this. Some people want realignment to make it more balanced. You know who's actually cost you trips to the playoff in the Big Ten, folks? Iowa. Not the East. It's the Big Ten West. Purdue. It's been it's Purdue Iowa. and Iowa. So it's just – like, and it was a great column in the Detroit Free Press yes. about it. Like, the, don't – be better is is how you get into the playoff. You don't realign. You don't give automatic qualifiers. You don't lose by 50 points to Iowa or give up 50 points to Iowa. You don't get smoked by Purdue, a 6-6 six and six average football team. That, that is what has cost you, Big Ten fans. It's not realignment or division parity or automatic quality. No, you, your teams lost to bad teams. That's why the Pac-12 didn't get in. 
That's why the Big Ten teams didn't get in. That's just that's just what it is. It's, yeah. It, and, and two thoughts on that. One is uh, the Big Ten is needs to be self-serving, and the coaches want to create the best path for their programs to the, the of playoffs. Of course. But I'd argue from a national standpoint, it, it's it's good for the league that the East is so much better. That's what we talk about. How the Big Ten East is so great. We debate Ohio State versus Michigan versus Penn State versus you know Michigan State's always in there. I think it's been a great storyline for the league where everyone acknowledges that the Big Ten East might be the best division in college football. Whereas if those teams were spread out, we wouldn't be saying that. And this might be a weird way of looking at it too, but just win the East and you're going to win the division and you're going to win the league. Like the Big Ten East has won five straight. Yeah. In theory. You, it's, it's like a battle royale. You emerge from your side, and okay, the, the Big Ten championship game is an easier game than, than a couple of your, your division games. This isn't any different than the SEC. The SEC has dealt with this for the last, whatever, many years. Now, Georgia's changed that. I think if Just Ford, like if, I think Nebraska's going to change that if, now. If, if Dan starts doing – no, I'm just kidding. It's in reference to Kirby. an email. It's Kirby. If, email who accuses us of calling coaches by their first name, which we don't really do only other if, than Kirby or Dabo. Only if you have a weird name. If your name's Dabo Sweeney, you, 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 you go by Dabo. You go by Dabo. So if Coach – Mullen at Florida gets them to where we think they can be. Coach Daniel Hudson Mullen. Yes, we think that we could have some great balance in, in the, yeah. the, especially at the top of the two divisions. But the SEC's been West heavy for a decade, and it was East heavy in the '90s. And I, I, don't, I just don't think you can let like the ACC tried to legislate parity. I don't think you can by putting Miami and Florida State in opposite divisions, and they've never played, right? So like it's just it, it took a decade for Miami to even get there. So I just don't. It, it goes in cycles. I think Nebraska's cycling up. I think the coaching in the Big Ten West is significantly better than it's been in a long time, which was interesting when you looked at the votes. I did think it was interesting that Michigan got 21st place votes and Ohio State only got 14. I thought that gap would be much closer because in the West, Iowa and Nebraska tied dead even at 14 first place votes each. Um, And Nebraska was the slight favorite there, but I thought the voting was interesting in the Big Ten. There's two predictions that we made uh, that I thought we were kind of going on a limb and and would get pushback and and they've been kind of universally accepted. And, and I know magazine, like, people look we'll get, at We'll get to the ACC in a second. <laughs> but, like, well, that's not even one. I thought picking Iowa State third in the Big 12 was kind of like, ooh, we're going yeah. on a limb. They were the third place by the media. And then m- picking Michigan in the East, I – I thought Nebraska every, was – I mean, clearly Nebraska and Iowa tied. Yeah, Nebraska in the West. So I, I think picking basically Virginia – Basically, none of our – Virginia was picked in the Coastal. So, right. like, all of our picks that I thought were going on a limb have been the media's picked as well. Basically – what I'm hearing yes. is that the media reads Athlon Sports Magazine, and nothing knows else. that we are the three-time defending most accurate preseason magazine in the world, and has said, we should probably listen to these guys. And they picked Nebraska, they picked Iowa State third, and they picked Virginia, and they picked Michigan. Very well said, Brayden. Just saying. Just not saying. Just saying. <laughs> saying. <laughs> Which is like the dumbest thing ever <laughs> on Twitter ever. So I thought, but a lot of love for Iowa. Let's, you know, Iowa with the quarterback. And we picked Iowa second. And we picked yeah. Iowa second. So the Iowa got a lot of first place votes and, there. And something that we so. said, I know we're bouncing around here, that I agree people on Twitter, smart people on Twitter said, you can make a strong case for six of the seven teams yeah. in the Big Ten West. By the way, I thought the media in the Big Ten got it right. Purdue ahead of Minnesota. That you're, was, you're that was not, one of my. You're picks. not rowing. You guys, can, you guys kept knocking Purdue down. I am. If you were talking to me like I'm from New Jersey, you would say use guys, use guys, and and listen. There's people that are trying to get in this fantasy league that are using your former love affair with Jeff Brom to get into the former? league, and it might work because you can't say that you're still in a relationship with Jeff Brom if you're picking Minnesota would ahead of Purdue. Would it be inappropriate me, appropriate of me in week two this year when the Commodores are playing West Lafayette just to walk over? Before the game and just shake his hand and say, I appreciate your work, coach. No, that's not it. That's professional, right? Okay, so give me the green light. I think you should. Would a hug be out of out No, of I, think, I think you should walk over, give him a pat on the rumpus, and say, coach, what are you doing later? <laughs> <laughs> that would be inappropriate and better content for the podcast. Okay. So, I will. Because so you will be in West Lafayette I, in I week be. two. Yeah. That's right. Uh, all right, lastly uh, here in the Big 12, Pat Fitzgerald. I love Pat Fitzgerald. Smart, smart guy. Uh, and, and is willing, kind of like Dan Mullen, is willing to tell you about it. <laughs> yes. Generally the smartest guy in the room knows about football and will tell you about it, but always very insightful, and I love listening to him. And, and generally a team that has been very good in this league, and he largely gets overlooked at media days, so that's why he likes to talk because yeah. he's promoting his, his brand. And I thought some really interesting comments about the, the attendance issues. 
I don't. I don't he, really agree. He, I think he's right and wrong. That's, that's a big. It's 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 a big picture issue. The, the the phones. But so let's lay out what he said. What he said essentially is, is that people are just staring down at their phones. They're obsessed with their phones. They're not looking up at anything else. They're staying at home. It's, they're not willing to give four hours to a football game, which is a valid point. They're not giving three hours to tailgate. And he mentioned a lot of the the depression stuff, the social media anxiety that actually is a very serious issue in this country, especially for young girls. As a father of two daughters, it, it, the bullying on social media that continues after you get off the school bus, it, it's all very serious stuff. He's totally right on about this. But is it the reason that attendance is struggling in, in across all sports? My 70-inch television is a reason that attendance is struggling. The cheap beer in my fridge, my own toilet, my couch... My buddies hanging out. The not the cost of parking. Price the, of games. If you don't exactly. have season tickets, people would be out. Not out. People would be shocked how much single game tickets are for major conferences. Bad games on those season tickets, right? And, and I know that everyone points at the SEC for having those November games. The Big Ten season ticket holders pay for crap games in the first three weeks of the seasons too, and that's every league. That's not. That's every every conference has crap games on their season ticket package, and and the more those go up, and the less you get in return. While also the experience at home is better, sure, the phones are a thing. There's no question that what he's, what he's saying is important. And, and I totally agree with like all the societal stuff he talks about with our, with our obsession with our phones and social media. But it's, it's not the main reason. I didn't think it was specific. It's not specific yeah. to college football attendance. Okay, so we're, we're sort of yeah. – like I just think the other thing is he's lucky in that his campus is located near a ton of alumni. Most college campuses – it's not just the cost. Of I would disagree. I mean, Northwestern's kind of a national school. It's close to a major city, but but it's in nine, it's in a city. My, okay, I, I, I think it's a wrong example. Like you, okay. The point is, it's a very similar school to Vanderbilt. And Vanderbilt's alumni are ninety percent don't live fair. Within I, okay, miles. What, what I'm trying to say is, is that most fans of college football have to make a trek to get to the stadium. If you're a Northwestern fan and you live in Chicago, you don't. You get on a train and you get there. And, and maybe that's, to your point, f- fair enough. But if you are driving to Lincoln, Nebraska, or you're driving to... From Denver, Colorado is one of our mm-hmm. would-be potheads. You know, you're, you're talking about, like, Auburn, Alabama, middle of nowhere. Like, there's just a lot of camp, college campuses. significant camp, investment of time and money. Right. The majority of people that go fill these stadiums are also not only paying for parking and tickets and concessions, but also driving distances. So... I think there's a lot of reasons attendance is down across the board in all sports. I'm not sure that staring at your phone is is one of them. It it, it might be, but I don't think it's a particularly important issue. Uh, In the ACC, not a lot to talk about in the ACC. Um, Outside of, you know, listen, Virginia was picked to win. I thought that was kind of surprising. I thought Virginia Tech or Miami was going to be picked to win the Coastal Division. So, I guess, good job reading Athlon Sports, everybody. Um, The only real debate, and I talked to a few people that were there what was the big debate? Like, what was the what was the thing that you guys came out of that? News guys, you guys talk about, and who's the second best team in the league? Syracuse is, is the question, and your answer and the magazine's answer is Syracuse. You can make a case for like four or five teams. None of them are true. None of them feel like playoff contenders. No, I mean, I don't have it right here. So we have Syracuse probably 18th or 20th. I mean, so we we really, you know, we we don't have, you know. We have Virginia twenty five, Virginia Tech twenty six, Miami twenty eight or twenty nine. So there's there's a group in that next little Miami's twenty eight. We have Syracuse. Florida Florida State at thirty three, uh, NC State at thirty eight, Syracuse is twenty one. So not so another no, top no, twenty not, team. Not another top twenty team. But if you wanted to argue Syracuse versus Virginia versus Virginia Tech versus Miami versus Florida State versus NC State, I'd probably draw the line there. And I would say of you know of those five or six teams, you could make a good case for any of them. Sure. And and it is a fun, interesting, good debate, and and it does mean that there are some good football teams in the middle of the conference in the ACC. But not one of those teams is in the same conversation as third or fourth place in the Big Ten or the SEC. Like, like things happen. And Clemson, Syracuse beats Clemson. Syracuse almost beats Clemson. But on paper, there's not one ACC game that Clemson will play where you're like. Upset alert. Now, the Clemson game at Syracuse will be fun because of, like I just said, those things. But The Textile Bowl, I think they're on the road at NC State late in the year. Um, is there a game that's a double di- that's not a double-digit favorite for Clemson in conference? Like I don't No, I don't think so. I, I think they'll be a double-digit favorite in every single game. 
Although if they play Pittsburgh, are they is Pittsburgh as as close to Clemson as we think? Pat, Pat Narduzzi thinks. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't see this quote, but you you have evidently he says they're not. They're just they're right there. He, Pat Narduzzi basically said we're almost as good as Clemson. <laughs> Which okay. now we're being mean spirited. No, no, but the, here's yeah. what I, I remember myself a note. I said that's fine. You know, when you're a head coach, you're speaking to two groups: your players and your fans. That's true. Who cares if there's a bunch of ACC fans who think you're crazy or two wise asses on a podcast <laughs> chuckling at you? Like that doesn't affect Pat Narduzzi one no, bit. No. He's spe- okay. Three groups: fans, players, and recruits. Now we do love the SID at Pittsburgh, who's an avid athlete sports. You know, he probably listens to the podcast, and we so we like him best. SID in the SEC. I mean, in the, in the ACC. <laughs> Almost as good as Clemson. Yeah. Um, I thought that was funny. Uh, Mac Brown, you know, thinking that they're basically begging people to come to games. I thought it was interesting. Um, a lot of new coaches, which was interesting. Manny Diaz. Scott, Satter- Scott Satterfield said his – I don't know if you saw this quote. He said that his roster at Appalachian State was better than his roster at Louisville. Really? That's when, not a good. That that is called downplaying expectations. When Bobby Johnson came to Vanderbilt from Furman, week two of his first year, Vanderbilt played Furman, oh, no. and he told people privately that he thought Furman was better. But that's what you do when you're a coach. You say He's, it privately. Yeah, but yeah. but you know what? Week two, Vanderbilt won like forty nine to seven. It was Jay Cutler's like for, he <laughs> well, so. Um, turns out you had an yeah a, like a yeah, tenure yeah, NFL veteran. Yeah, when he said that, he didn't realize that. But uh, I can. The App State to Louisville, based on how bad Louisville was last year and how App State's at least an FCS pro, FBS program, Furman was, you know, at the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, App know. State's a really good and group got of five teams. And, and they have some elite players. Yeah, no question. Um, they don't have the roster depth of ACC teams, but they've got good players. So some interesting debate, some interesting comments. Um, you know, Jeff Collins didn't really make waves at all, Manny Diaz. Uh, there's a lot of coaching turnover. I heard Dave Clawson talking about how he was, like, the like he's one of the longest tenure coaches in the ACC. And, and it, so there's been a lot of coaching turnover in that league, and so we'll see what that means. Um, last thing I wanted to bring up was just, you know, they did not bring Trevor Lawrence, which I thought was a mistake if I'm Clemson. I don't know why you don't do that. I, I just – I get that he's and a that sophomore. It surprises but, me that Dabo wouldn't do that. If you told me another program with, more, you know – Right. I some e- some, yeah. some paranoid Control schizophrenic – yeah. 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 <laughs> paranoid schizophrenic. That's what they are. They're paranoid schizophrenic egomaniacs. <laughs> Who are, also, serial killers. who are also dictators of their own feudal systems. This is, the, this, is, this is basically like 15th century England, I think. I don't know. Um, I needed to read some history. Wait, what's the uh, Netflix show Mind, Mind Hunter? What's I love that show, I, so Mind gonna, Hunter. Yeah, the we're new gonna season's season coming too. There's going to be a bunch of ACC coaches <laughs> no, on no, there. No, SEC guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're all Nick Saban assistants. All of the people in Mind Hunter that are being interviewed, yes. they all coach for Nick Saban at, at one point or another during their... Yeah, season two should be coming up During their soon. murder sprees. Um, why should... Cle- here, here's... So, no Trevor Lawrence bothers me a little bit. I'd like to hear from him. Um, find out what it's like to work with Jason Bateman on set, uh, you know... You made, you've made that joke <laughs> at least one other time on the podcast. Or like every time. Uh, I'm, he looks like Charlotte we, Bird. I'm sorry. He looks like the character Charlotte Bird in Ozarks, which is another great show on Netflix. Why does anyone at Clemson, if you're a Clemson fan, there was so much talk about what Alabama was talking about and Nick Saban was talking about, which we talked about on the podcast last what week. I'm talking about. In Hoover. Like, Okay. Who cares what Alabama and Nick Saban says in Hoover, Alabama? You are the champs. One word. You have the the crown. Who Scoreboard. Cares? Right. Like you. I, I said this last week or two weeks ago. Like as a fan, just enjoy your team's success. Who cares what some message board dude in yes in you know Alabama? Yeah. Or I'm trying to Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Thinks don't. Hey, no, no. Muscle Shoals is cool. It's the only cool place in Alabama. <laughs> Troy, Alabama. Gadsden. Gadsden, Alabama <laughs> thinks about your team. Who really cares? Don't be so sensitive. Jacksonville, Alabama. Yeah, Northeast L- Alabama. Little known. Yeah. yeah. Coleman, Alabama. So. Opelika. I can keep going. I had a, uh, a, a there's this, a friend of a friend in at Vanderbilt. Guy lived on his dorm. Everyone called him Coleman. So, like, I call it Coleman. I'd see him around. Like, two years later, I, I find out his name is, like, John. Rob. Rob. <laughs> he was from Coleman, Alabama. Ah. So, I thought people were calling him Coleman because it was his first name, but they just called him Not Coleman. Yeah. I didn't really think there was much else to talk about with the ACC outside of what we discussed. I mean, it feels like Clemson and Alabama are just living in each other's heads right now. It, it, but like, one of them won, so the other one shouldn't worry about it. Right, and then next year the, the other one wins, and then the next year the other one wins, and then the year before that the other one wins. Uh, it just don't, like, 
at some point you just go, okay, we're champs this year. We'll deal with next. Like it's a new year. And Dabo Sweeney, to his credit, doesn't care. Yeah. Dabo's in our camp on this. Dabo's like, hey, we haven't won a stinking thing this year. This is a new season. We got to go back and earn it. So uh, this is Dabo sending the right message. I just don't know why people like. It's also. Was it? It's July. Yeah, it's we're, July. We're, okay. we're just talking. It's talking about season. Talking. Uh, Pac-12. Uh, it, it, one of the big stories to me, just reading through all the reports and comments, talking to the, the people that were there, it, it feels like the, the conversation around their national image is a big-time priority. That they, I mean, obviously... Just get better at football, then your image will be better. <laughs> right. But, I mean, it's not just that. Larry Scott had the whole concussion, you know, review controversy last year. Um, they they are making it very clear that they want to they need to win their big non conference games out of league this year, which includes Oregon and Auburn. Um, it, you know, it includes games with a couple of different games with Notre Dame. It, it is very clear that that the Pac twelve, like the Big Ten, is like Jim Delaney goes up and says, "Hey, our champion gets left out." The Pac twelve knows that they just didn't say anything because they know they don't deserve it yet. You know, it's just very clear that this is. That they're focused on this. I just don't know what the solution is. Um, I mean, I'm kind of being a wise ass to just you know win, win more big games. Oregon, you know, win, win those early conference games. You know, I think it. Have they hired the right coaches to do hurt, all that? It hurts that USC is not good. I don't care. You know, it's such a cliche. Well, X League needs like SEC basketball needs Kentucky to be good. So and so, Pac-12. We love Utah here. We've you know you've been on the the Utah bandwagon for years. They were the easy pick for us in the South. It's better for the Pac-12 nationally when USC and or UCLA, but especially USC, is the team to beat, not Utah. Would you okay. agree? Yeah, I would agree. And and I think in general you need your historical programs to be good, which would also Especially include... when you're fighting an image. SEC football is not fighting an right. image. So if if South Carolina wins the East, we're, wow, what a story. It doesn't right. hurt the SEC's image. Right. And I, Washington, it was mostly, mostly what I was thinking. And that, they, that's a, but that's a and historic they are. program. They're yeah, back. So that, that's helped. That's helped the North, no doubt. Right. And, and I think yeah. Stanford's run was good for the league. I think there was a lot of so much respect there, respect for the coaches, yeah. respect for the style of play. And, and Oregon sort of has elevated its status in, in, in sort of the, the college football cast system, if you will. They've elevated that. Um, did we miss something – with Utah v. Washington. Now, we have them nationally at, I believe, 12 and 13. And I've switched my pick, actually, I think, on the podcast. Because I, I was like, surprised how many votes went to Utah. Like, it I was think there's heavy. just a little momentum. It was a heavy it, Utah pick I think over there's Washington. media prediction momentum that's sometimes hard to slow down. Like, people talk amongst them. Like, they see people like us pick Utah. Oh, you know, I didn't realize they're that good. We picked and Washington. I know, but I'm saying in the South, like, <laughs> they, they start – Right. Gaining momentum, and then you got a bunch of media people there talking among themselves about it, and then they kind of come to a consensus. Yeah, I agree with you that Utah's the better team. So, yeah, I'm, to specifically answer you, your you question. You did sort of switch, that's right, like on the podcast, like in real time. You were right. I did, well, I didn't realize. I forgot that we picked Washington ahead of Utah, and I was like, I like Utah ahead of Washington. So Okay. Well, I just was surprised at the, at the, I don't know, like the voting, like the gap, yeah. like the fact that Utah was such a clear pick to win. The conference. I still am taking Washington. Now, the schedule, to your point, as a couple of podcasts ago, why you talked yourself into Utah is how it sets up. Um, so I, I was a little surprised by that. And then, obviously, the big the big one here is is Clay Helton and USC. It's sort of the big giant elephant in the room. Um, I I think he's probably going to get fired by week six. I've said that on the show. They've got a really tough... Because the, the, the bar is so high for USC fans to, to be satisfied with him. Their schedule is like the, so hard in the it, first it, half yeah, of the season, too. Great point there. But they've... It's been well documented. They won a Pac-12 title. They won a Rose Bowl in a different order in the first two years. And they still weren't on board. People... I would say 75% of USC fans still weren't on board. If that can't get people on board, then what's going to do yeah, it? Yeah, and the, and the story is is that there's two board of trustees rooms, right? There's the big room and the little room. And the big room all voted to keep him, and the little room really doesn't want They should him. have one so, room. Something probably. like that uh, along those lines. And and there are different tiers of boosters at every school. I, I don't imagine... What tier booster are you at Tennessee? Zero. Um, zero. I have never contributed a penny. So a scale of zero to 100, you have never influence? I have never contributed... Ne- in fact, I signed when I took my first job out of college... Uh, I actually had to sign paperwork to say I would not donate so that I could be truly objective. And I have maintained that ever since, giving them zero pennies. So basically it's just for just your objectivity. I, I think so. I think it's, no, I, you know, if, yeah. you're, if, you, if I'm giving a million dollars to some 
organization. If you're giving a million dollars to Tennessee, then I need to question where you're spending right, the I'm rest not, of your money. That's not the point of what I was saying. The point of what I'm saying is if you, you know. I know, I know. Side, uh, yeah. side track. We, we can, uh, if you want me to talk about lobbying, I can. Uh, you don't spend money for no reason. You spend yeah. money to get something in return. Um, so. What do you think about the. the uh, other than the Clay Helton thing. Starting I, games early. Did you hear that whole debate yesterday? They, they mentioned that they might want to start some games at noon Eastern, which sounds ridiculous at first because that's 9, 9 Pacific. 9 a.m. Pacific time. But Utah is supposedly is one of the schools that would be interested. That's 10 a.m. local time. There's games in Central times when they start at 11 all the time. And there's a ten, isn't there a 10 a.m. game in the ACC? 10 uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Not normally. Maybe there, is the one, there is one this year because there, they're launching the ACC network okay. and they want to have a quadruple header. Okay, so that's that. That's different. There's one that starts a, an hour during game. 11 a.m.s are a little painful, you know, getting up early, especially if you're, you know, got a pregame show like I do that starts an hour and a half before the game. You got to get there like when the sun's coming up. But I, I, I think there's... You don't have to get there like at 6, do you? Well, the game starts at 11. Pregame show starts at 9.30. 9:30? So I get there about 8, 8.15. Dude, I'm, that's not early. What are you talking about? I don't, have, I don't have young kids anymore. I sleep oh, in on the they, weekends. Oh. That must um, be, what is that like? Oh, it's, <laughs> it is glorious. We just we just oh. switched Mar- my oldest. We switched her bed to like a toddler bed so she can get out. It's horrible. Oh, just you need to put bars on the door. It took me six tries to get her into bed last night. Six. I, she a, came to, and because I, I was by myself, the wife was out celebrating her birthday with her friends, and I was like. It's like at that point, I had to go put her back into bed six times. You, like any sum of money just to get into bed. To I stay. am switching the. I'm gonna uh, before she gets home today from daycare. I'm going to go turn the lock on her door inside out. We did that. Did you really? Oh yeah. People thought it was cruel, but you, you got to do what you got to do. I, I am, oh, I've got approval now from you. I'm going home. I got the screwdriver. We ready did to it go. with Zoe, and she came out all right. Oh, that is tremendous. I had to put her back into bed six times last night. It was insane. The excuses are and unbelievable, she's getting right? up, and she's getting up. Now, like an hour earlier, and I'm hearing the little feet in the bedroom, and I'm going, it's 4.15. Why do I feel like there's another human in our room? She'd be sitting at the base of the stairs reading books, staring at us into our bedroom, going like, hey, can I come in there yet? Like, on Saturdays we, at like 4.45. We had the 5 o'clock rule with Gabe. ridiculous. Gabe was an early riser, so we had the 5 o'clock rule. Basically, if the clock said the first in his room yeah. said 4, you couldn't get up. If we, it was 5, you could get up. She has a light, like a nightlight that's also a noise machine. And so it's it's like this. It has a really dight, uh, or a light, dull. I put those words together there. Um, muted kind of colors. You can change all the colors. And it changes on time. So like at 6 o'clock, it goes from pink to blue. And her rule is like you can't get out of the bed until it turns blue. She doesn't even care about the rules anymore. <laughs> But but we can't go back. I can't put the bars back on the crib. So what coach would you compare it to? Doesn't compare about the rules. Just does her own thing. Rogue. Uh, Bobby Petrino. I don't, <laughs> <know>. <laughs> I don't know. That's me. Um, all right. So th- that that was our side so, in our transition yes. out of co- talking about media days. Yeah. Um, I also need to travel with the two girls coming up this weekend. I'm flying with a two and a half year old and one and a half year old, or almost three year old. And I one never said this phrase, but Godspeed. Yeah, you just you know what you got. Here's what you do. My oldest is fine with the, the headphones and the iPad. She'll watch Moana or Frozen or whatever, and she'll be fine. Just don't give an F what anyone one. thinks. That's what I keep. T- I literally tell my wife that. I go, you cannot stress yourself out about other people's feelings. Right. Right. We had a uh, a long. There's a long story short. Flying up to New Jersey when the kids were young. Gabe was probably six eight months, and you know, flying is first of all, you know, the ear pressure and stuff. Kids don't know what's going on. Right. So it's a small plane, whatever, and he's we got two seats on one, one on the other, and like he's on what whatever he's on the aisle, and he is when we're in our descent, he starts screaming because his ears are popping, kicking the seat in front. I'm trying to hold or whatever like that, and there's an older, you know, older couple probably in their 60s or 70s, and the dad, the 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 guy is just being a total a hole. He keeps looking at me, giving me the look, and I don't care what he's saying. And then I overheard and gave like, you know, then he starts crying and screaming and he starts choking a little bit because he's got all, you know. I mean, this is, is this like loud screaming, like that screaming when a baby, when a, how, no, old, how old was he? He was under a year. So he's pretty, so he's very young. Yeah. Yeah. Very, so so he's I, an infant I, almost. Was he screaming? I don't know, but he was making, in this kicking the seat. And I heard the guy say, I hope that baby chokes. Oh and I saw God. that to Heather and a bunch of people oh heard God. and looked at him. And then, so we were all waiting. Did they all say shame? Shame. <laughs> we were waiting for our shame. luggage. It was one of those planes where, you know, you don't necessarily check your bag, but you have to check it at the end of the uh, Well, that's a small plane. Uh, yeah, so yeah. at the end of the uh, uh, gate. So we're all sitting around, 
and Heather, my wife, brings Gabe up, and I staring at the guy. I said, "By the way, I heard what you said." And then some lady looked at me. I said, was, there, yeah. was there fisticuffs? No, there's about six people around. And then I said to the lady next to me, "Yeah," he said, "Yeah, I hope your your son your your that kid chokes." And then all of the oh people there, like six or some people, just glaring at him. And his <laughs> wife was so embarrassed. It was. <laughs> I mean, I didn't punch the guy, but I mean, it was. It was. Is that the closest you've ever come to punching someone? And you've worked with me. Keep in mind for 13 years. <laughs> Pretty close. And, you know, he looked like a guy with his grandkids. You know, like, you just got like a normal you, dude. You got to realize that you can't. The kids oh, are eight my, months old. My, my, the, the second you have a child, you, 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 there's only two people. There's only two flyers in the world. There are people that don't have children, and there are people that do. And those are the only two types of flyers. And when you do not, when you've never had a kid, you go on a plane and you hear a kid crying, and you're like, oh my God, that piece of trash get that kid taken care like, of why like why are kids flying what are you doing with your what why how dare you take your family on a vacation right. and then you have a kid and you're just like oh my god they have kids yeah i'm so sorry right like yeah. you completely changed so i'll be flying this weekend with um yeah i'm not worried about the old one she'll she'll lock in on frozen and it's a two-hour direct flight to new york and she'll be fine i'm not i'm way more worried about the one and a half year old that doesn't sit still in any aspect of herself? her life. Maybe send her on an earlier flight with just like a. She some does not. She is so not chill. She doesn't sit still for anything. I've seen some pictures lately. She looks she, like she's a little squirmy. As a, as a listen, she's got tremendous spirit. She's going to be. She's very coordinated. She already loves dancing and music and and playing sports outside. Like she's going to be a very successful spirited creature. Um, that will not play well in a tin can flying through the air at eighteen months old. So, uh, thoughts and prayers. Um, please, if you can, for me this week and next week. Uh, I'll be back next week in time for the podcast, though. So oh, good. We will not miss any podcast. All right, you want to give away some spots in our? You want to? You know? No, no, we don't. We don't give them away. People earn them. Put the earbud in and people take it, earn take them. it straight to the dome, potheads. Yeah. All right. All right. So we got a packet here. Yeah, we got a lot more. Int- got a lot Dude, new new entries. Keep them coming. Keep them coming because the more you send, the funnier you are. The more interesting you are. You know, you got better. You got some cracks at this. So we've got um, eight spots left. One is spoken for for at least a week. Yes. If this person does not Until reply Thursday ish, if that person does not reply, we will give that spot away. By the way, nothing else on talking season, right? We're good on ACC Big Ten. We've talked enough about talking season. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I'm ready for camp, dude. Are you? Yeah. I'm so ready for pads. Let's put some people. Okay, oh, speaking of let's camp, put pads on and bang hats. I, I have a let's quick a quick pet peeve that I've. It's been this way for years. It's a Twitter pet peeve, and your radio station's what made me think of it. Oh God, it's not. I mean, just um, it's when people reference or refer to an athlete or someone in uh, on Twitter, and that their Twitter handle is you can't tell who it is by their Twitter handle, and they don't mention their name. And like example. ESPN 1025 The oh, Game. Oh, don't put my – don't throw my company under the bus. No, it, just, it says, Crush Boy 31 didn't hold back on Darren and Doddick. When Bernard about, Pollard. I didn't know that. So click on it. It takes two seconds. Why just put Bernard Pollock? Because you want to ta- tag them. Why? You're wrong on this. No, I'm right. You are 100% right. I understand why you tag people in certain certain circumstances. No, you tag the, – the, you put the Twitter handle because that's who they are. And so you, so they put really, their name in parentheses if I don't – that's not – if it's not – You are old, man. I understand how Twitter works. I use Twitter. <laughs> but when I – like when I'm tweeting about You realize game, kids put like their Instagram account on the back of their car, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I, I get it. Okay, okay so we, I don't tweet about games much. But if I'm tweeting about a game and I say, um, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn – is having one of the best games I've ever seen. I say Keyshawn Vaughn. I don't go Sneaky Vaughn 5. It's, because sm- it's smarter to put his handle in there. Why? Who cares? I'm I'm tweeting because I want to say something. I don't want his attention. I, I think it's you see di- what I'm saying? I think it's different if you're covering a, that's, an, people a who game cover games in the game. That that's, well. not what, that's not what my okay. company was doing. I wasn't a shot at the radio station. I understand, no, I I understand why they did it, too, because they're promoting and they want him to see it and retweet it. That I understand that whole thing. He's but also I, trying to launch Bernard right. Pollard's trying to launch a media career, right, which right. is why he went off on Taylor Lawan. <laughs> right. Anyway. My point is just when you're when you're just saying something about a player yeah, in a game, just tell me who you're talking about. I, I you see what I'm saying? If you are actively in the if you are a, I think if you are actively covering the game professionally, I'm fine not using the Twitter account. If I, any other situation, I think you should use the Twitter account. I first of all I just think it's 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 you're more likely to get more response out of it. Um, you know, like like Kevin Byard signed... Now, I happen to know Kevin Byard, but Kevin Byard signed a huge contract, highest paid safety in NFL history. So when I tweeted congratulations, I put... Right, because you, you know, want him to see it. You know, I put his Twitter account in there instead of putting his name. Right. But Titans That's fans different. know who he his Twitter right, account is. Right, but I follow is. a lot of Titans people, 
and I'm not a Titans fan, so I don't know all their players. Right. So okay. Okay. Some all right. Minor minor. Podheads here. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna read some. We okay. we always bring up one or two. Then we have we we both have veto power. We'll see how many spots we give away. We will save a couple spots for next week. So we're not gonna give away all seven or eight spots today. Uh, this is from Marcus Ellis. A an email here, and we would like some West Coast love. So. That is what you've got going for you here, Marcus. Uh, putting my hat on for the Cover 2 Podheads College Fantasy League. Admittedly, I just stumbled onto your podcast in the last month. That's a negative. But I've been... But he's being honest. That's true. Positive. But but I've been buying the magazine since 1998. Very positive. With Andy Katzenmoyer and Michael Bishop. Two great references there on the front cover there. I coach high school ball and spend Saturdays grading film and watching games. As you can see in the photo, he attached a photo of two televisions and a, and a, um, and a laptop. He did have a poster of Cam Newton. So an adult human with a poster on your wall. I'm not sure about that. That feels like a man code violation. But um, if I'm not taking in games at Husky Stadium, as I'm a diehard Husky fan, I'm really glad to hear Braden isn't offended because I'm. if I'm allowed in the league, I will most likely be the most out of line with trash talk and or my team name. For the sake of my consideration, I'll give you a PG team name example, Jake Browning's Rag Arm Gals. Okay, he's got a weak arm. I get it. Thank you for your consideration, and may the Lord bless John Ross and Sidney Jones's brittle bodies. He rallied big time in that. And there's a lot of good stuff in there. What do you think about Marcus Ellis? I like the West Coast flavor, and I like that you want to offend people. I think offending people is positive. I like the fact that he's been buying the magazine since 1998. That's cool. We have advertised the podcast in the magazines recently, so mm, for that's, years, yeah, it's a little bit of a negative there. Meaning Maybe he just found – he did say admittedly. Yeah. Well, he's he didn't, saying he, it. He, he doesn't need to admit it because he's saying it. He, he didn't put a comma, though, after admittedly. Um, do we want to hear more from Marcus? I think I need I think to he, I, I, I like where Marcus is at in the standings right now. I think we need to hear more from Marcus. Okay. okay. I'm fair. All right. Moving on to the next one. Um, Drew Hayes. I should be in the league because unlike <laughs> Mitch, I would have the gumption to approach any former UMass coaches that cross my paths at the store – in reference to your I, leaving the house because a friend texted you that Charlie Molnar was at a local grocery store, so you immediately got dressed and left the house to go see Charlie Molnar. I was very Molnar. sweaty. I just come in from a run. You, you left the house to go to a grocery store to see former UMass coach Charlie Molnar in the produce section and didn't say anything to him. You're Star an idiot. Starstruck. Uh, Drew Hayes continues here. I might even have the stones to approach any former UTEP coach, but, not, but not Mike Price. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> if selected for the league, I will have a Rodrigo Blankenship-themed team. He's in. I, yeah. Go dogs, Drew Hayes. P.S. I miss Braden discussing coaches. He wants a late night. He wants a late night booty call. This this strikes every chord. This this hits every <laughs> funny it? a reference to your you know your grocery store interaction with a former UMass coach. We don't really have a stamp, but if we did, here's I'm stamping. Drew Hayes, tweet us at Athlon Mitch at Braden Gall. You're in the league, my friend. Drew Hayes in. The league. Uh, all right. Steve Dido? Dido? Not sure. Uh, avid listener and mag owner, you blow away the national podcast competition. Nice. I like that. Um, Love is honesty. Especially because your 2018 pit mentions outnumbered all of them three times. Uh, does nailing predictions score me any points? And then he had a, a, a gif there, a gif. Uh, I started a CFB league with friends last year and don't, and, and don't have needed dedication from owners Ready so he's throwing his buddies under the bus. Ready to go all in for your league. I go for two every time. Deleted Twitter a year ago to escape the vitriol. Smart. Uh, but had to bring it back for this quick pitch. What do you think? What do you think on Steve Dido? I like Dido. The, it sounds like that's an art, like a musician. I like the... Um, Dido. Dido. We are looking for some geographical diversity here. We have. I think we have Pennsylvania. Okay. It doesn't necessarily mean he lives there, does he? He's a pit fan. No, that's true. I am, AC, we could use some ACC flavor. I, I'm saying yes to Steve. I am vetoing Steve. Really? Yep, veto. Okay. Sorry, Steve. Try again next week. Keep sending. You are you're, yep. you're tough. Um, Nathan Forb is back. He's back. Uh, trying again. This is we yes, like we I, like I, persistency. I did uh, throw the uh, claim that you were a little anti-Semitic last week when you <laughs> shot him down. Do you want to read his original? Uh, I'll pull up the original. Um, and you thought <laughs> you thought it was. He sent us. He said my final tweet to get. It's too long to read. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's no, very no, you long. can read it. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't Just be have fast. It yet. I don't have it yet. You, I can't read it too small. You printed it out such small. That's what, font. That's what I'm trying to read. Okay, this uh, is a podcast. I will read his original tweet. Um, 
Nathan Forbes said, since I don't see a new podcast uploaded yet with results of the Fantasy League, I'd like to add, diehard West Virginia alum, 04. That's the the year I uh, also uh, graduated. Son of a diehard Vandy alum, 69. Very good at pickleball. Still don't know what that means. Owner of a Vandy 2019 natty hat. Very, very And member of the tribe. Yes. (laughs) And so that's why, okay, I've got the, okay. So give me the follow-up tweet. I really don't have much to say after being vetoed by Mr. Gall. <laughs> However, I'll argue my issue with Father's Day. If you agree with me, then let me in. If I can't persuade you, then Up- so be it and uphold your veto. Okay. Deal? Okay. So this was because I said I was going to golf on Father's Day, and he told me you shouldn't golf on Father's Day. Father's Day, quote, is a misnomer. It's for the kids, not the dads. Kids love to celebrate for their parents, so... I do it for the kids. It makes them happy. Are you My getting, advice, are you getting emotion, over there? I say <laughs> celebrate the day with your family. And as for your golf outing, just ask the family for a future golf outing with the bros as a present. A weekend mm. of your choosing. That's That way you've got yourself a family day and a separate golf bro day. Use the word bro twice. I disagree with his assessment. A Father's, Father's day? day is for the father to sleep in and do nothing. Father's Day, you know what my goal on Father's Day moving forward is? Not Don't me. talk to me. <laughs> That's a little strong. No one say a word to me. That is a little strong. And and use bros so twice. Aggressive. Use bros twice. Nathan, the veto has been up- upheld. I'm sorry. Great, great effort, though. Quality effort. We, we love you. Um, all right, let's see here. Steve on uh, email says um, although my initial intention was to sit on the sidelines here I've now reversed my position and belatedly throwing my name into the mix as a candidate for the inaugural cover two potheads college fantasy football league competition I believe my I believe I possess many unique qualities that are worthy of your consideration first and foremost just having the audacity to try and jump into the mix here a good two weeks after the process has begun has to be good for something not true because we told you it was going to take weeks I've never anticipated I've never participated in a fantasy league in the past hence I bring an attractive handicap that should be of great value to others, such as yourselves, who are trying to win it all. I most likely will completely screw up the initial draft and do myself to finishing in last place before the first game is even played. Like Braden, I spent parts of my life in Wisconsin. I agree that Facebook is bad for Earth. I like that. My doctor also tells me I need to hydrate more. My surname reveals the similar, similarly uh, distant connection he shares with Mitch. His last name, I believe, is Cohen. Um... I also have in my home a set of memorial feline footprints from Stella, a true Hurricane Katrina survivor, oh, with whom, like Buttercup and Mitch, I shared a wary coexistence for many years. That that that's that's getting at the heartstrings there. I'm a little a concerned bit. about his um, his passion. Like at first, Interesting. you know, after initial reaction, he was going to sit on the sideline. It's like a recruit who says, "You know what? I'm going to retire from the sport. Oh no, I think I'm going to play." And you know, then the coach, you get him there. Does he really love the game? That's just my only concern. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think you get points for jumping in late, as he was asking for there. Veto. Right. right. Veto. Sorry. Sorry, man. Um, all right, let's see here. Where are we going? Uh, let's go to Chris Pruitt. This is going to be a tough one. Chris Pruitt on Twitter. Uh, I would like to be in the Podheads League. Leaving- I like it. Getting to the point. <laughs> yes. Leaving me out would be a scandal of felonious levels, even if Mitch was just detained. Reference to both of us being... Some legal issues in the past. Some legal issues in the past. Road road rage etiquette is a specialty of mine. Whatever money I take from this league will go to at our kids TN. Which that's almost not fair. It's not. It's not fair. But I love it. Right. Because I am on the board and I'm the marketing chairman for our kids charity here in Nashville that takes care of sexually abused children. So that is a pander of all panders. I want to make it clear. I'm not saying it's not fair that he's willing to give. I'm saying no, we want tra- trying to, right, like, to give favor, curry your favor. If you're going to donate to help children right. who are sexually abused, it's it's hard to beat that. Right. Um, RIP, hashtag RIP Buttercup. Um, I would I would like... To, uh, oh, you, you said to him, hey, strong case. Hard to leave out anyone who promises to give any winnings to a great charity. And he responded with, since this is like dating, you up? <laughs> you, you like that one, right? I love that one. I say in. I, Chris Pruitt, it's one of the best days of your life. You are in. Oh, my God. What a celebration for him this should be. All right, Chris Pruitt. Okay, so you're marking him over there, right? Yeah. All right, so in. All right, uh, go ahead, Mitch. You got okay. the next one. Uh, LJ Santa Maria, a, a longtime listener, a frequent tw- tweeter almost at us. Th- 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 almost too much tweeting. I don't think so. But not quite. Okay, I make Art Sitkowski jokes. I remember when Mitch would text Jeff Brom sweet nothings at 2 a.m., <laughs> Braden's Michigan versus Miami with second time, or is it first time head coach Manny Diaz? <laughs> Natty prediction. 
My Athlon mag is on the way. I got to be a podhead. We are. I'm assuming he's a Penn State fan. He's a Penn State fan. I say LJ is in. Appreciate the uh, the so I've got dedication a, to the pod. He he's t- he's been tweeting us for years. I, I think LJ. Um, uh, I I, w- I want to make like a discovering America joke, but I just am not funny enough. So he did say last week. I think we tried to talk. We talked about him last week. Yeah, is this and a, I believe he, he was the one, one who said I will take. Art Sitkowski with yes. the first pick. And I said, that's great. So multiple Art Sitkowski jokes is okay. You can never have too many Art Sitkowski There's jokes. There's no such thing. I do love the Mitch would text Jeff Brom sweet nothings at 2 a.m. and my Michigan versus Miami natu- national championship prediction. This gets us some Big Ten flavor here. Do it. LJ Santa Maria, you are in. That's three. That's a yes. That's a big yes. Uh, all right, here. Uh, Andy Mick on Twitter says, Please consider my application for the Podhead CFB Fantasy League. My Husker fandom alone makes me a worthy candidate, a season ticket holder living in Denver that drives back to Lincoln for nearly every home game, including the Michigan State upset. Where my, and I don't have, you didn't print out the other ones. <laughs> so thanks for cutting off all of his. I'm sure it's good. His tweets. A little gra- there's a grammar issue that bothers me, but that's okay. <laughs> He's a season, season ticket holder living in Denver who drives back. Oh, Not that. He's yeah, you would have yelled at me for that. You're a person, Andy. You would have yelled you're at me for that. You're not an inanimate object. Um, oh, I found, oh, I found another LJ Santa Maria. Okay. Uh, proof that the Eagle has landed, of course, with my guy and Blitnikoff a winner, and he picked, took, a, took a picture of his, of his magazine. So okay. there, that's what I was looking for. Sorry. Uh, oh, oh, Andy Mick. Um, you found the would, rest? Yes. He was – this was the – he was <laughs> – <laughs> where my drunk hey, Michigan this, State this, friend was kicked out of Memorial Stadium. I also convinced my girlfriend at the time to travel to Ohio over her strong. birthday and our first anniversary to watch our 62-3 to demolishing in 2016. In addition, Build Me Up Buttercup has been my go-to karaoke song for years. I already tried to suck up to Braden by guessing his weight at 197 pounds. Proof below. Wow. With the tweet there. Lastly, you need to pick me as a Husker fan so I can tell that Iowa fan you rejected last week to suck it. <laughs> okay. We're I running think, out of spots to give away. No, you laughed far too much That's not true. to include him. That's true. He's in. So Andy Mick is in? He's in. All right. And he lives in Denver, which means I'm going to come visit. Denver's Yeah, Denver's cool. good city. I love Denver. We're running out of spots here, man. Do you have a uh, karaoke go-to? Um, sort of. It's changing. But Freebird. It, it used to be. It used to be Piano Man, but that's like everybody's. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah, everybody's. Week. Uh, former co-host of the podcast, David Fox's go-to was Chattahoochee by Alan Jackson. Which, if you've never seen David Fox perform Chattahoochee at a karaoke, do you bar, think he was? You haven't lived. At my tweet, in my text. I took a shot. I was just joking. Oh, maybe. Yeah, he's probably pissed. He he's Steve Fox. He's angry yeah, about everything. Yeah. He bought a house. Um, we're very proud of him. He's finally growing up. Let me see here. What else we got? I think I mean, we're good, right? We no, have four no, no, people in. No, there's one more. There's a couple more here. All right, Jacob. Uh, there's a, again, we got so many, we only picked the best ones. I wonder if I'm a good fit for the Podheads Football League. Let me give yeah, you a this few reasons. Strong. This one's strong. First, I started listening to the podcast in 2014 when I heard Mitch guest star on the Louis Bellina show and thought this guy knows his stuff, and I have to check him out. I remember my first episode was the 2014 season preview. I've been hooked ever since. By far, my favorite episodes are the Dream Road Trips, which we get a lot, um, uh, which was my idea. Uh, and I'm still devastated that Hawaii was not one of the over un, was not the one official of the visits. official visits for Mitch's daughter. Uh, number two, as a broke college student who will gladly eat barbecue sauce and bread for a meal, strong. I have not purchased a magazine yet. I, I've, you know what? I'm going to send. I don't know how this is going to come out for you, Jacob. If you're going to get in the league or not, but tweet at me. I'm going to send you a mag. Even though the season's almost here? I think that's a wonderful move. It's by a you. preview magazine. Okay. The season hasn't started that's, yet, that tough has, guy. No, that's true. Uh, but you best believe that my first grown-up purchase after graduating will be an Athlon Sports College football magazine. I'm a diehard Aggie, number three, and I will gladly allow both of you to decide my team involving the Texas University Longhorns. May I suggest UT Longhorns are my daddy? Up to you guys. Bribes are being accepted? Question mark? I didn't read that correctly. While this holds no monetary value, but I will also provide injury input exclusively for the podcast. I'm in physical therapy school Ooh. and would be able to provide insight on injuries and recovery for no charge to Athlon. So basically we'll say, did you watch the Washington game? What do you think of Jacob Esop's arm? Do you think it's hurt? Okay. Okay. And he'll, um, he'll give us feedback. Sports are my passion during the school year. I sacrifice studying to ensure that I watch college football. 
That sounds irresponsible, but cool with me. Thanks for your consideration. Further references can be made available upon request. Uh, something, something, R.I.P. Buttercup and Floppy Hoods. Jake Aggie living in Lubbock. Um, I feel like he's going to violate some HIPAA laws. <laughs> no, I don't want to get him in trouble. No, but it's nothing. He's just watching on TV. It's not like he's... Oh, I thought he was talking about like a, Aggie. Well, or Texas Tech. Or he, Texas he lives Tech. in Texas Tech. He lives in uh, Lubbock. See, I've, I've got one more that I'd like to add. Jacob's strong. But that's pretty strong. Um, are you voting yes? I feel How many like, spots we got left? Here? I feel like he's obvi- very disorganized. Obviously, money's an issue, so he can't go out and spend money on entertainment, and this would provide him some entertainment. How many spots we got? Left? How many get over there? We get, okay, we've got. Hold on. G- give me. So we have L. J. Santa Maria in Chris Pruitt in Drew Hayes, Drew and, Hayes Andy Mick. and Andy so Mick four. in. So that's four. So how many? So we have three left. Three left, and one extra that we're not sure if we got. I think he'll come through. So you, you want to go ahead and put Robinson in? I do. I think we'd be doing society a favor because I think he it's might. It's another SEC fan. Yeah, but he lives in Lubbock. Well, we're trying to buck the trend of SEC-ness here. I think you're going overboard. You're overcompensating. Me? Trying to get too much. <laughs> overcompensating? For something. <laughs> what are you talking know. about? <laughs> Jacob, congratulations. It's all my insecurities. Are you putting him in? I'm in. I have veto power, though. I'm about to write the word in on this page. Are you going to stop that me? That makes it official? I won't stop you. Okay. Jacob Robinson, you're in. So like I said, I figured this will, this, you know, he won't have to resort to like committing any crimes <sighs> for entertainment in the fall. He can just concentrate on his league. So there are, so you have five names over there now? Yeah. It only leaves three more strong. spots. Yeah. Did you have one more you want to go over? I had one more. I had one more. You want to wait until next bring, week? I want, to, do I want to bring this one okay. to the table because he tweeted us a long story. Patrick Bixler tweeted, First time connecting with Athlon Mitch and Braden Gall on the Twitters. Long time friend of the pod. I write from the 40 Acres, which is Austin for those that don't know, to officially submit my proposal to join the Cover 2 Pothead inaugural college annual college fantasy <laughs> football league. <laughs> Ever since moving back to Texas and starting a career, professor at UT, I can see Dale Royal from my office. Dale, not just, you can't see Daryl Royal. Like stadium. He's, I don't think he's alive anymore. I can see the stadium. You can see the stadium. Daryl K. Royal Memorial Stadium, DKR. And family, wife and two toddlers. Thanks for all the parenting advice, Athlon Mitch. Hello. Uh, well, I, my kids I, are I, clearly turning out better than yours so far, but give it time. <laughs> <laughs> I found life advice on the cover two pod, like Pac 12 After Dark with bourbon without pants. Valuable. Thanks, Braden. A strong argument for my inclusion rests on the unique perspective I bring from my alumnus loyalties Texas Tech, that's where he played baseball, Montana, FCS champs, Colorado State, where I picked up my case of Group of 5E, which is a very strong reference to a deep reference in the pod and, and it can be very difficult to get rid of it can lots be. of penicillin way more than just one trip to the pharmacy and the and the horns see you at tiger stadium brain gall distinctly no sec connections that's my favorite one happy talking season and better luck with your picks against the spread this year gentlemen please hashtag don't break my heart the group of 5e it's very is, strong is is getting me right here in the inside where it counts i'm a huge because that that's i think you Said that I had a case yes. of a group of five. <laughs> and two, two other things. He's a professor. He's very distinguished. He would add some class okay. to our league. Big 12 fan. Don't you think we need to class this thing up well, a little bit? Well, we've added a Penn State fan, a Georgia fan, an A&M fan. And he's a former. And a West Virginia fan, correct? He's a former today? college baseball player. But at Texas Tech, which I really respect, although Texas Tech is only good recently. So they, you know, but silly. I love Tim Tadlock. Yeah. Good, good guy. I'm serious. I've, I've covered him in Omaha. Um, I vote in. I, I like the group of 5E. I like the college baseball. I like the fact he's a professor. So that would leave a spot for next week? It's Maybe two? We get some strong teams. If, strong uh, resumes. If, okay. Patrick Bixler, you are in. I got to write a note because I don't have that tweet. Now, it's the end of this podcast. It's one of our longer podcasts, both of these, because we're doing this exercise at the end. Now, if you heard your name today and you know, if you want to read off the names again, Patrick Bixler... Make sure you read off all the names. If you hear your name and you are in, you must tweet to us before next week's podcast. I will then get your email address and get you hooked up There's in some Yahoo people, you, You've told some people to tweet DM you, but you didn't follow them, so they couldn't DM you. That, That's that was, not true. I'm open. You can DM. Okay, well, yeah, that was Kyle Shast talking yep. to you, bud. Uh, Jake, I, I, it's a funny thing. He, I DM'd him, and he DM'd me <laughs> okay. right back. So. Patrick Spitzler, Jacob Robinson, Andy Mick, L.J. Santa Maria, Chris Pruitt, and <laughs> Drew the Hayes. or the Pinta. And Drew Hayes. Congratulations. Congratulations. I believe there are two spots left 
in the league. We will give those away. We gave away the prize as well. You're going to get magazines for a year if you win. You're whoever the highest finishing pothead is. And um, where's our postseason party? Is it your house? You invite? You flying everyone in? Remember, meeting people was a negative. Yeah, we don't want to meet you. Tyler wanted to meet <laughs> us in in a person draft and. Mitch and I said, we're not sure about that. <laughs> I don't like people. We, we I don't like, like people. Rate, review, subscribe. Don't want to meet. <laughs> Is that That's really awful of us. Yeah, you're a bad person. I'm sorry. That was great. I really don't like your cat either. So, um, all right. I'm sorry. And by the way, if you join the league. It makes me a bad person. My team logo is a gorgeous shot of the Regal Buttercup. And mine. Before her demise. Is a urinal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. All classy. It's a urinal. If you ever, if you ever want to know the difference between Mitch Light and myself, look at our fantasy profile pictures yes. when you join the league. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, we're going to have conference official conference predictions and previews coming out here pretty soon. We will announce a couple of more names for the uh, league, the last couple of spots next week. If we do not hear from the gentleman who won last week, there will be two spots available. So this is your last crack. Give us some tweets. And we have Appreciate a lot of great man. So many awesome people that tried to get in. We, we're just idiots. So yeah, <laughs> our criteria are quite is quite stupid. Um, at Athlon Mitch on Twitter at Braden Gall. Take it easy, everybody. Yeah.